Welcome to the Aurora Cornerstone Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope today's message is an encouragement to you. All right. So, I have a question for you all. Who here plays chess? Anyone here play chess? One, two, three. Okay, we got some more. Got some more. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, really, you know what? This is the real question, okay? So we have the chess people. Who here plays checkers? Because there's really two types of people in this world. There's chess and there's checkers, right? Nothing's wrong with either. It's just they're two different games. Chess, checkers. Or who just says, nah, all completely? All right. So I'm think- when you play chess... It's a really strategic game. Often in chess, you're wanting to think um, two to three moves ahead of your current move. Like, in life, I can barely think two steps ahead. Like, let's be honest, right? But you have to think two to three steps ahead in order to be fairly successful. And oftentimes, you're asking yourself, okay, what should I do next? What should I do to set up for two moves from now? Or what is my opponent doing and how should I respond to that? So throughout the game, you're constantly strategizing and you're in taking inventory of your moves and your opponent's moves. And lately in my life, I've been taking inventory of my life and my heart. And through taking inventory, I'm led by these three questions. What am I commissioned to walk out How much am I needing to sacrifice? Everyone got just a little tense when I said that. And when will I inherit? Who here wants to inherit? Who here likes receiving? Those of you who didn't put your hand up, you're liars, okay? So what am I commissioned to walk out? How much am I needing to sacrifice? And when will I inherit? And all this leads to a posture of obedience, which in every season has a cost to it. And the cost changes. Sometimes I'm required to give more, and sometimes I'm required to give different. God calls you to give. He never asks you to give less. It's either more or different. I, found, I saw this quote by Mother Teresa this week, and I shared it with the worship team in pre-service prayer. And it says this, if you give something you can live without, it's not giving. Ouch. Doesn't that just hit you right in the heart? If you give something you can live without, it's not giving. Think of the last time you gave. Was it something you could live without? Or was it something you so desperately needed but decided, you know what? I can give this up today. There's, there's things in our life that we can so easily give. 
There's things in our life that don't really matter that much to us that if we part with it or not. But oftentimes, if we're going to get, if we give something that has worth to it, example, your time. Your time's valuable. I don't think any of us just want to waste our time with anything. Your money. You work hard for that money. It's not easy to give, right? You earned it. Your respect and love. People have to earn your respect. Love grows over time. They earn it. And when we take all these things in, it leads me to moments of consistent altar moments where I need to build up, lay down, and take hold of what he asked me. And today I want to look at Genesis 22, verses 1 to 18. But before that moment, before reading that, I want us, as a corporate body, to put, our, put ourselves in the presence of God and what he asks of us, as individuals and as a body. Because I firmly believe today, for some of you, he's going to ask more, or he's going to ask differently. And some of you are hope, going, I hope it's neither. I don't want to give more. I don't want to do more. And I don't want to do different. Because difference we, different makes for an awkward moment, and more makes for more of my time. So can we all stand together? And we're just going to take a moment. And if you can put your heart, hands out in a posture of receiving, in a posture that you feel is giving to the Lord, we're just going to take a moment we're going to pray that the Lord would speak to us as a body and to us as individuals, that we'd be open to what he speaks to us to give more or to give different. God, we take this moment and we embrace the quietness. Holy Spirit, may you speak to us right now. That God, we we come with it, we pray that we come with an open heart. That God, whatever your word speaks to us this morning, we'd receive it. God, that we would not be like Pharaoh when Moses said, that when Moses spoke for the Father and said, let my people go, that his heart hardened every time. But God, may we have a soft heart and a posture that reflects that. May we be attentive to you and what your spirit is speaking. That God, that you are faithful in the more and that you are faithful in the different. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Genesis 22, 1 to 18. I'm gonna start off reading verses 1 to 8 to start. 
So it says, Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said to him, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Then God said, Take your son, your only son, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on a mountain, I will show you. Early the next morning, Abraham got up and loaded his donkey. He took with him his, two of his servants and his son Isaac. When he cut enough wood for the burnt offering, he set out for the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. He said to his servants, Stay here with the donkey while I and the boy go over there. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and placed it on his son Isaac. He himself, and he himself carried the fire and the knife. As the two of them went on together, Isaac spoke up and said to his father of Abraham, his father Abraham, Father, yes, my son, Abraham replied, the fire and wood are here, Isaac said, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. And the two of them went on together. So growing up, I grew up with a younger brother who is the complete opposite of me. I'm quiet. He is the life of the party. He, like, if you were at a party, he would be in the direct middle of the party. Um, and so growing up, oftentimes, we'd be outside, or we'd be upstairs or downstairs, and oftentimes, if our parents needed us, they'd call out to us, and oftentimes, our response would be, yeah, or what, or what's going on? And the obvious response of a parent is, come here, Right? And what I take from this is there's kind of a similar situation going on here. God calls down to Abraham, but Abraham's reply is not, yeah, or what? It's, here I am. We see right off the top that Abraham's commission to respond and believe. He knows the Lord's voice. He doesn't say what or yeah, let alone did you call me. Rather, he says, here I am. He knows the one who calls him. And because of that, he responds intently. He doesn't second guess it. He responds intently. And God asks him to do something that's way more than he's ever done and way different than he's ever done. God asked him to take his one son, the one he has waited years and years for, and God wants him to take his son, take him up on a mountain, and offer him as a burnt offering. To sacrifice someone he so dearly loves, so he may remain faithful and obedient. Have you ever been led or felt asked to do something before? And depending on what's asked of you, sometimes our response can be a little different. Sometimes you're like, yeah, I'll get around to it. Meaning, I'm going to procrastinate this as long as I can. 
Or maybe your response triggers something that, yeah, you're not really looking forward to it. Or maybe there is an eagerness to your response. And when we look at the life of Abraham here, we see a man that goes promptly. He doesn't wait. He doesn't give it a few days. He doesn't put God on hold. He doesn't say, let me check my schedule. He goes promptly. And there's an eagerness to him, and there's a sensitivity to the Lord's voice. And so I was going through, and I might be too early, I might be too late, and I apologize to the media team. But there, I, I came across, no, I, I firmly believe this is how the Lord speaks. I came across a meme this week, and it was right on this passage, and it got posted this week. And I was like, Lord, you hear me. And so I'm, we're going to show this meme, and I just think it just perfectly describes and accurately describes how, Abraham, how promptly the resp- Lord responds to Abraham in this moment. You ready? All right, here we go. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Isn't that so accurate? Now, y'all are laughing, but you know you want to do that to your kids as well. Just... Right? God asked him to take his one son, the one he's waited for so long, and to take him up on the mountain and sacrifice him. So he gathers his two servants early the next morning. He gets Isaac, and he does a couple things. First, we see he loads Isaac up with the wood. Then Isaac asks a very specific question. Where is the lamb? In which which Abraham, his father, responds, God will provide it. Oftentimes in our life, we try and operate and prepare for our obedience. Like, if I'm going to be obedient to God, I better make sure that I have this plan just in case. Or that I have this set up before I walk in obedience. I want to make sure I have, I have a firm grasp on everything, just in case. And yet Abraham has prepared for what is asked of him. And maybe, just maybe, he believes that God can do the miraculous and spare Isaac. For the God who has asked of him can still answer him. And the God that has asked of us is asking us to respond and believe. Have you responded to what the Lord is asking of you today? Better yet, do you believe in what he is asking of you today? Our response sometimes is something that doesn't always reveal belief in it. The God of Abraham, though he's asking that your response would be led in belief, that he is, on the day of asking, would be the same one you know on the day of believing. He wants you to respond, but he wants you to believe when you respond. Not, okay, well, I guess so. I don't know about this. He wants you to believe that he's with you. 
through four years of Bible college, I got to watch my friends and peers respond continually to the asking of the Lord in their life. And I still get to journey with people that respond continually to the calling of the Lord in their life. Some had a full sense of belief in what they were being led to and where they would be one day. And then others just chose to respond and believe out of obedience. Not knowing what the future held. Not knowing what they would be doing. But just choosing to respond and believe that there was a purpose in their commission. That he would be faithful to them as long as they walked out what he was asking of them. Our response is the first answering to the Lord. Our belief is our obedience in it. Abraham responded in obedience to his heavenly father. He did what the father asked of him. Isaac responded in obedience to what his father wanted of him. To carry the wood and believe God would provide the lamb. Think of this today. May our prayer be Today I will carry the wood in belief that God will provide the lamb. You know, so often in our lives, we, we, we like carrying the wood. We like carrying the heavy stuff. We don't, we, we, we rather carry the heavy stuff than just drop it. Sometimes in our life, we, we get the phrase, like, the Lord says, pick up your cross and follow me. And we think, oh, I can just pick it up, and I'm just going to keep walking, and I never have to place it down. But as we see in the life of Jesus, it gets placed down at some point. Because the wood gets tiring. It gets heavy. It makes us trip and fall. If you don't believe that, look at the life. Look at Jesus when he's carrying the cross. He tripped and he fell. He needed, another, he needed help to lift it back up and carry it. Because it was heavy and he was weak. He was beaten up. But he knew he couldn't stop there. He had to keep moving forward in hope that God would provide. That God wants to provide the lamb for you today. It's a faith moment. There's a cost. There's a cost to your obedience that I have to actually lay down this wood that maybe I felt like has kept my life together for so long, but really it's spiritually it's just it's putting me to death. And I gotta lay it down. I gotta put it in the ground. And I gotta believe that there is a lamb. Verse 9. And 10. When they reached the place God had told him about, Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. 
He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. The walk we commit to with Christ involves a lot of altar moments. It involves building things up and laying things down. It's the constant recognition and removal of things to allow ourselves to draw closer in our daily walk with Christ. Sacrifice is required daily. Putting down what we want to love first for the one who loves us most. So what is needing to be sacrificed today? What in your life are you having to lay down? What in your life are you having to plant in the ground? Abraham, once they are at the place that God appointed, builds the altar and binds his son. And then lays him on the altar, ready to physically put him to death. The one he loves will die for the one he follows. Think of the imagery in that. Abraham, reflecting or giving image to the father, who gives up his one and only son. And then there's Isaac, reflecting the Christ, who carries the wood that he's going to die on. Just like Christ carried the cross that he died on. Friends, the same God who tested Abraham to give up his son is the same one that is asking of you to give up and lay down something today so he may draw closer to you. There's a lot of unsureness in the sacrifice. There's a lot of questions in the sacrifice. But I'm reminded of that verse, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He didn't take joy in the moment of when he was carrying the wood and he kept falling down. He didn't take joy in the moment of being nailed to that cross. He didn't take joy in the moment of suffocating on the cross and barely being able to breathe. I'm sure Abraham didn't take joy in putting his son and being asked to take his son and sacrifice his son. But I'm led to believe that he pictured that there was greater ahead and that he would draw closer to Christ because of it. There's a constant process of self-inventory. What is needing to be sacrificed in this moment to draw closer to the one who loves me most? During World War II, there's a young paratrooper, David Webster of E Company, 101st Airborne, Airborne, and he wrote his mother this, Stop worrying about me. I personally don't think that's a good first line to write to your mom. Stop worrying about me. I joined the parachutists to fight. I intend to fight. If necessary, I shall die fighting. But don't worry about this, because no war can be won without young men dying. Those things which are precious are saved only by sacrifice. What a profound statement. How much more true is it that when we sacrifice the things in our lives for the Lord's will, that that's when we come to experience the fullness of joy in our salvation. 
and we come to have greater peace with the holy God. Because someone, in order to experience that, someone has to sacrifice and something has to die. It comes at a cost. Verse 11. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, here I am, he replied. Do not lay a hand on the boy, he said. Do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you have not withheld from me your son, your only son. Abraham looked up, and there in a thicket he saw a ram, caught by its horns. He went over and took the ram and sacrificed it as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called that place, the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said, on the mountain of the Lord it will be provided. The angel of the Lord called to Abraham from heaven a second time and said, I swear, by my, I swear by myself, declares the Lord, that because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you and make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as the sand, as the sand on the seashore. Your descendants will take possession of the cities of their enemies and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed because you have obeyed me. Abraham's commitment to walking in obedience, his willingness to sacrifice, allows him to grasp the inheritance. He inherits the continued life of his son through God-making provision of a ram. The ram is a male sheep that represents the power to overcome. As Jesus, the Lamb of God, is put to death, we are reminded through his resurrection that he has overcome, that the Father has provided. He has provided a way out of sin. He's provided a way out of death. That he blesses us through our obedience, not just currently, but generationally. That when we lay down what is needed of us, when we lay down what needs to die in God's eyes, on that altar, that he will provide for us. As it says in verse 14, so Abraham called that place the Lord will provide. And to this day it is said on the mountain the Lord will provide. And later in verse 18, because you have obeyed me. So worship team gets ready to come back up. I firmly believe today that the Lord is asking more of you He's asking more of me. He's asking differently of you. He's asking differently of me. And today is a day of building an altar. Not just to lay down what is required of you, but to see what God God is wanting to provide for you past it. That the God of Abraham, the God that sent Christ to earth to die on a cross, is the same God to meet you at the altar you have built today. Oftentimes in altar moments, we, we come into a place where we come and we just, we ask for prayer and we pray and pray and pray. But at the end of it, we, we walk out having, still carrying the wood. 
we walk out feeling lighter, feeling a little better, maybe on a little bit of a spiritual high, but we never took a moment to look ahead and see that there's a ram in the thicket. That God's provide, that God wants to provide for you. He's just not asking you to lay down what you got. He's asking you to pick up what he has. That there's a purpose for this. It comes at a cost. And maybe today you're asking yourself, is the cost worth it? Because this seems a lot firmer in my life right now than that. I'd rather walk with the weight than live with the sacrifice. I see this God in the Old Testament that provided for Abraham, and I see this God in the New Testament that provided for his people, that poured out his spirit on his people. But is that the same God today? Is that the same God that I know of in this Bible? Is that the same God that's going to speak to me today? That wants me to lay down this heavy piece of wood? That says, I see everything that's on here. I see, I see the beating you've took. I see the wounds you carry. And I just want you to lay it down so that you can come into the inheritance of who I am. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Sometimes we can get in a posture of just dealing with the wood. I'm just going to deal with it. And know what? There's some days, yeah, you got to deal with it. But I firmly believe we serve, we serve a God who asks you to fight it. You got to fight. And so this morning, as we sing this song, I, want, I ask that you take a moment. You can come to the front. You can spread out in the room. If you need prayer, come to the front. I'd love to pray for you. Our elders would love to pray for you. And we want to believe together that today when you walk away, you're walking away having laid the wood down and that you've seen the ram You've seen the Lamb of God in the thicket. That he who asks of you will provide for you. That the cost does not compare to that which you will inherit. So if you need prayer, come on up. It'd be an honor to pray for you. And that 
we will believe that God will show you your ram. That he will show you himself in a greater way that you have ever thought or imagined. He is with you in the sacrifice, in the carrying of the wood, in the laying down of the wood, and in the inheritance. So let's just come into a moment of worship right now. for listening to the Aurora Cornerstone podcast. Remember to subscribe. For more information about our church and our ministries, visit auroracornerstone.ca.